Welcome to Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings with Bridie Tanner, featuring Jack and Andre. FBI Radio. That's right. Welcome, Jack and Andre, to FBI Radio here on Mornings. How are you going today? Fabulously. So good. That's excellent. We've got a couple of texts in for Dear Film Lords. We'll start with Miles. You say, Dear Film Lords, why am I seeing more and more movies made by Amazon Studios and what does that mean? Well, good morning, Miles. Great question to (laughs) ask on a Monday morning. Amazon is going off because they are investing in great ideas and they love festival films. So all the good shit that's coming out during the festival circuit gets gets sent straight to Amazon. Also, Amazon's a big evil company and corporation with nothing to lose so they can take risks. That's right. And when you're not bartering for TVs and it doesn't matter. Uh, long-time listener, long-time texter, Cienzo has chimed in. Dear Film Lords, uh, what's a good movie directed poorly and a bad movie directed well? A good movie, a, a good movie directed poorly, poorly and a bad movie directed, directed well. well. Is that? I think a good movie directed poorly is probably Sabrina old- the Teenage Witch. <laughs> Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> the new Sabrina. It's like everything about it's so good except for its direction. It's so poorly directed. And the fact that it's being sued by a satanic cult. But we'll get to that. That's, That's in the news. In the news. We'll, we'll get to that. Happen. We'll get to that. Can we answer? So, and then, and then what's a good movie directed? A bad movie directed well, well, well is Psycho by Gus Van Sant in 1999. It is a remake of the original, yeah. and it has stunning direction, but it got slammed by critics. Alea wants to know, dear film lords, what's your favourite moment in Little Miss Sunshine? Oh, Little Miss Sunshine. Uh, the fried chicken. The credits, because I hated that movie. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I think the opening is just so stunning with that little girl, Abigail Breslin, just dancing, practicing or gawking at the supermodels. Is that what they are? No, yeah. t- uh, t- pageant queens. Yeah. Well, that's Dear Film Wards out of the way. <laughs> Dodge that bullet. Now let's find out what's been happening in the world of cinema. Movie news. So Sasha Baron Cohen's Freddie Mercury would have been way crazier than Rami Malek's apparently. Mm. He was going to go for the whole debauchery of who Freddie Mercury is, what Mm. we know about him, how he was like the precursor to the Berghahn. He had lots of crazy orgies and uh, it kind of all fell through because Brian May, who's still a member of Queen, just wanted to sanitise Freddie Mercury and mm-hmm. make a film about Queen. And uh, So the original concept was that Sacha Baron Cohen was going to make a Queen movie. It was going to be outrageous and full of nudity. Had the potential to be awesome. Who knows? Maybe Post Malone might have played the lead yeah. character. No, Sacha Baron Cohen was definitely going to play Freddie Mercury. But instead we've got this lame-ass PC sandwich movie that's come out. Are you saying that Sacha Bar- Baron Cohen was going to make and star yeah. in this film? He was I don't know that he was going to direct. I think Stephen Frears was going to direct it. Interesting. Um, who did The Crown. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> but he's also queer. And I think it was just going to be this like insane, like hedonistic tale of the 80s or whenever it was. Well, mm. I've read that Bohemian Rhapsody is going to be a complete bust uh, because of the reasons listed here. But do you guys see any redeeming factors possibly? Have you seen it? Well, it's made so much money already. It's already like making like $46 million. I mean, People are going to see this film. There are a lot of fans of Queen. Could, wild, I read, to I quote s- Sabrina the Teenage Witch, wild horses couldn't drive me to see this movie. Okay, I don't get either of those references, Jack, but <laughs> I've heard it was $72 million on opening weekend. Who knows? But some of the benefits, I mean, filmmaking generates jobs. <laughs> so <laughs> Shut this, up, this movie uh, is letting someone pay their rent. In other exciting industry news, the Actor Award nominations have been announced. Actor are the industry standard Australian Oscars. And no surprise, listeners, only boring films have been 
been nominated, except for a few crops. We got Sweet Country, who's up for a few awards, Strange Colors, directed by Newcomer, which I will be reviewing later on the show, Alina Lodkina. And, uh, you know, there are a couple of uh, a couple But of largely, things. it's just like... Boy Erased. Really, really incredibly Australian, boring Australian male actors mm. directing their own films that they then star in that are Mm. adapted from, like, beloved stories that they have no relation to. Like Simon Baker in the worst film of the year, Oh, my gosh. You just triggered me, Don't say that name in here. It triggers me. (laughs) Let's move on to Lena Dunham news, please. Oh, she is being slammed by everyone as per usual. She's 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 adapting a story about a Syrian refugee. But also the story isn't written by a Syrian refugee. It's written by a UNHCR worker. And it's being produced by J.J. Abrams and Steven Spielberg, who I might say aren't getting most of the flack. Mm-mm. I do think Lena Dunham is, like, the brunt of, like... Criticism. Criticism and, like, anti-white misogyny. Mm-hmm. Like, she maybe isn't the right person to do this story, but the level of condemnation... She gets a lot of flack. She gets a mm. lot of condemnation. And J.J. Abrams and Steven Spielberg have both produced films in this, like... like Steven Spielberg made Munich. Mm. Didn't get any flack for that. No. So what is it about this story that people are really... And maybe it's because finally we know that we can make films from a Syrian perspective and that's exactly where they should be coming from. Now to the favourite thing I saw on my newsfeed mm, this totally. week. That's Sabrina the Teenage Witch. That's right. being sued. <laughs> In less condemning news. By a satanic cult. <laughs> the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina the Teenage Witch is being sued by the Satanic Temple for using an item as a prop in the show. Oh, it's like a statue of Baphomet. Yeah, that is it, is it that they is it that the statue was t- was taken from the Satanic Temple? Or well, it's, it just- it's like exactly the same as the Satanic Temple statue, which is kind of crazy because you'd think that like any promotion is good promotion. Totally, production design one on one. Give a high five a million angels to all those production designers who nailed that statue. I know. Imagine if Boy Erased was sued for the amount of times they use a crucifix. Let's do that, Jack. Let's take him down. <laughs> Let's take down that film. Those are all your top cinema stories. You're on Movies, Movies, Movies. We've got two reviews for you up next here on FBI Radio. But first, this is For You, Katrina, with Hysteria. Possibly the first time on Australian radio, we're thinking. definitely. Here on FBI Radio. Two reviews. One review. And then, and then another review. Two reviews. My name is Bridie Tanner and this is Movies, Movies, Movies here on Mornings. Andre or Jack, who's going first for two reviews? Jack goes first. He <gasps> just pointed to himself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Jack, Jack, Jack. Let's hear You're doing about Roma. Tell us Roma. about Roma. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm no, excited. All good. I'm excited too. Uh, so this is a, a semi-autobiographical film set in 70s Mexico City. Yeah, that's half my review done. Okay. <laughs> we do the other half. Well, it's, it's like this It's this new film from infamously recently watched Children of Men and hated it. Ah, yeah, okay. that's Thank what it is. Thank you for the link. Um, like cringe. Also directed Gravity, which um, I think was kind of ruined by Sandra Bullock. Oh my Don't God. say that. Why Don't are we being that. so cynical? Be and cynical. Harry Potter 3, which is your favourite Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Um and it's his first film in Mexico since everybody's famous favourite bisexual road trip movie, Yutamama Tambien. And while most fake auteurs are rehashing genres and reinterpreting pop culture, Alfonso has made one of the most personal films in recent cinema. It's about indigenous this indigenous Mixteco maid who looked after him in Mexico City and her relationship with his mother when they're both abandoned by the fathers of their children. Roma is the suburb he grew up in, and its story feels more like a concept album or a landscape painting than a film plot. The film treats Cleo, who's the maid's life, and as like this intimate epic of 
uncanny images, scanning for details rather than, say, the up-close moment-by-moment narrative effect of a fantastic woman. Freudian images melt out of his recollections and onto the screen like hundreds of soldiers closing their eyes trying to stand on one foot while they learn kung fu from an American movie star, a restaurant the shape of a giant lobster on the Mexican coast, party goers dousing a wildflower on New Year's Eve in astronaut costumes, street whistlers, trips to the cinemas, planes, dog shit. He puts the invisible on screen and I didn't know if the black and white added anything to this movie, but my memories of it are in colour. That's nice, Jack. This is my review of that film. Oh, this film is such a humanist piece. There's dog poo on the ground. It's a family. There's a car that is scraping the inside of a garage. Am I being cynical right now? I just yes, think you're I an idiot. I'm probably an idiot. <laughs> I think this is like honestly one of the best films I've seen in ages. I mean, I say that all the time, mm. but I loved being in this film. I think like Latin cinema is at its best when it's celebrating its women. And this has like so many moments where there could be cruelty and there's not and um Mm. whether this is like the amelie of slow cinema we'll find out but i am ready to get on board with this movie it's oscar bait but it's indie enough to like it i don't think it's oscar bait i actually no no it's not it's like (laughs) up there with the best of like what cinema is that is good at we were talking about little miss sunshine before because someone wanted to know your favorite moment in that film and i think that's quite a humanist like that's what i like about little miss sunshine is those little quirks of everyday life is that the same sort of vibe that roma has yeah i think in the the sense that's about family and there's like a family there's the aura of like family love and family respect that kind of permeates through Roma and Roma is a beautiful film yeah I just was a little bit too cute a little bit too cutesy for you Andre so what would you give Roma in a word Jackie go first um oh what would I give it I guess photographic that's nice. I'm going to say antagonistic because I know how much you love it. Because <laughs> that's you. <laughs> <laughs> Andre, you're going to follow up with your review of the new Aussie film Strange Colours. That's right, yes. It's a film by first-time director Alina Lodkina, who's not a first-time filmmaker in the sense of having made... Uh, she's, what I'm trying to say is that she's made a lot of short films and this is her debut feature. And uh, she directed Strange Colours in the small town of Lightning Ridge. It's an, exper- it's an experimental and experiential art film that's sees a young woman, Milena, mine her past for clues to her sanity in an opal mining town called Lightning Ridge. The film's pulsating vibes act as wrapping paper for something precious and deep at its core that shoots beyond plot, character, scenery and film mystery. The film focuses on the relationship between Milena and her estranged father. But something about this film is distracting. Think the lack of Indigenous characters and the complete lack of personality in Milena's character. Why is she in the middle of nowhere tracking down her father? Who knows? Question mark. Some will also find Emil Corton Wilson's involvement in this film suspicious. So I think it's best to just go see this film for yourself and let the film's questions gestate in your mind where strange colours will survive long after seeing it. Jack, is this film deeply, deeply special and unique or is it just cinematic gentrification? It's deeply, deeply special in that it's like a tonally rich first-time film. Um, But I do have a problem with... Australian cinema that has a character in the centre of it that is so boring mm. and so unmysterious. Yeah. Like, I found some- Milena deeply un... Like, I just didn't care at all about her story. Neither. And then is I- that too harsh? Because this but- movie has so much going for it. It's in this, like, incredible mining town that I have no idea why there's no Indigenous characters. But yeah. 
uh, anyway, I have a lot of problems with this yeah. film, but also a lot of admiration for the fact that it was made. We were talking before about how this film was developed at the Venice Biennale Cinema College, which is basically like a workshop for budding filmmakers to like create films and create projects. And it feels like that this movie was made outside of an Australian context and therefore and missed. In, an, in America? In, and, in Australia, sorry? And then it was yeah. taken to Australia. And I just felt like it just d- wasn't made with the right heart or something. Yeah. Anyway, there's something off. It's something off about it, yeah. Yeah, but, but I'm really excited to see what she does next, honestly, totally. because I think like her imagery and the tone and the pace is really beautiful and sort of entrancing. And without a doubt, her filmmaking style is uh, going to gather awards and recognition, which is well deserved. So strange colors, in a word. Mysterious, strange. Well, that's your two reviews. Remember, if you want to read back over anything that Jack and Andre have reviewed this year, you can on their Instagram, which is at movies underscore movies underscore movies underscore three movies, three underscores. (laughs) Check them out on Instagram. I always go there after I've seen a film or before I'm about to go into the cinema just to see what their reviews are on it. This is Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings, FBI Radio. When we come back, we're going to see what's happening around town in terms of special cinema events. Sydney Spotlight. Oh, I'll take it away with a fabulous event that's happening at this place called the Workshop for Potential Cinema, which to my knowledge is like the only cool, nifty underground lab where people can go and use actual film stock to make experimental films, scratch films, art films, you know, like collage films. And they're based under some bleachers, is what I understand, uh, right down the road from Broadway. This is all true, you guys. It's too cool for Sydney. It's it's too cool for Sydney. It's very Seattle. Hashtag Amazon. You go under bleachers and you muck around with film stuff to make a little... Yeah, and it's so cheap. It's like 8 or $5. Yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm very sure Ellen can become a member, but I have yet to go. But they're hosting a film event this Thursday, November the 8th, where they're screening a premiere of three recent experimental narrative films by Thai filmmaker Patom Pom Tesra Trapeep, a.k.a. Mont. And uh, they're going to show three of his films, and it's going to be amazing. And his films are, like, incredibly beautiful. They're super eight of people sort of sleeping or, like, a person locked in a bag on, like, the grass and, like, a slow zooms into sun coming through trees. Like, just these aesthetically uh, sensual mm-hmm. shots. And, and is that what a spe- experimental narrative is? Just, like, mm-hmm. playing with... Just, like, what film is, what it looks like, what you can capture... Um, really taken and there's a lot of like really beautiful Thai filmmakers like one of our favourite filmmakers is a pitcher pong mm-hmm. and he makes these experimental films that have been shown at like the Sydney Biennale before yeah. and all over the world yeah and it's just worth your time yeah. like, so when's this going down when can going, you go under down the bleachers this Thursday November 8th at 7.30 it's located at Archway number 4 Jubilee Park Oval Glebe which I'm assuming is somewhere in the bleachers of that oval that has the, the setup yeah that's exactly right yeah um, one of the films for example is a hand processed Super 8 film it's all very experimental and poetic and it just sounds like a cool night to go check out some sweet movies yeah also the art gallery of new south wales really doesn't get enough love for the the curation that they do because it's so so good and the new one is called cosmic futures and it's all about visionary russian cinema so we're talking tarkovsky we're talking um like malevics like we're talking these like crazy crazy sort of i will malevic is the like the russian artist but Basically, sci-fi futures from, like, a communist perspective and what that means and delving into memories and projecting into the futures. Is that a part of the Russian film festival that's going on at the moment? No, but that is also happening right now, the Russian Resurrection Festival, which we should should talk about at some point. But, I mean, I don't know if you mentioned it yet, Jack, but we, I mean... 
Andrei Tarkovsky screening films. Uh, uh, they're showing Russian Ark. They're showing the classic man with a movie camera. They're the showing Ascent, Stalker. The Cranes Are Flying, Solaris. They're showing The Mirror. They're, like, showing heaps of Tarkovsky, who's our favourite. And probably the closest, like, Tarkovsky is close to Roma, I would mm. say. Like, Mirror is the closest film I can think of, along mm-hmm. with, like, Bresson to Roma, which is the film we just reviewed. And that's going to be showing at Cine Latina Festival, mm-hmm. which is in two weeks' time. And it'll be the only way you can see Roma before next year, probably. So and get your tickets, because they're going to sell out. And not to do some guilty promotion, but if you're interested in Russian film, check out Jack and I's episode of Danger Film, where we interviewed Dr. Karen Perlman about Soviet editing and female filmmakers in the Soviet era. Like the women who really direct, like edited Man in the Mirror, um, Man in the Movie, Man, Man, in, the Man mirror. in the Mirror by Michael, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson's Man <laughs> in the Mirror. <laughs> A classic of Russian cinema. <laughs> And that's it for Movies, 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 y'all. Thank you so much, Jack and Andre, for coming in and telling us what's hot and what's not in cinema this week. We'll see you next week. And uh, if you want to listen back, you can on the podcast. Just look up Movies, Movies, Movies on your podcast app. This is Elegance by Kilo Kish. We've got some Mick Jenkins from your album of the week very soon. You're on Mornings, FBI Radio. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.